Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I have a a special session for you. Over the course of the summer, I was invited by Staples to do a five-part training series for them on the Author to Authority concept. And today is a continuation from the last episode. So this is part two, uh, which is developing your core marketing message. And this is essential for you to becoming that authority in your niche. So I hope that you listen and you enjoy. One of the things I say in the beginning is finding your perfect cup of tea. And that is so much a part of marketing is finding those people who are your cup of tea and you are theirs. And you know what? It's okay if someone's not your cup of tea. It just means you get an opportunity to focus in on those who are. So sit back and enjoy this training. Thank you so much for having me, Melanie. And I'm, I'm so happy to be here and to be able to share this uh, message with you. And I hope I can be brutally honest here. You know, the first 15 years of my entrepreneurial journey were not very successful. And I struggled a lot. Now, I'm thankful for that time because all throughout, I was learning different lessons. And when I finally started RTI Publishing, though I had had some success um, in another business I had done, it was really when I started RTI Publishing that all those years and all those lessons really came together for me to build the business that I want. So I know what it's like to struggle as an entrepreneur. I know what it's like to have success. I know what it's like to not be able to sell your way out of a paper bag. And um, so that's why I love doing these trainings, because I want to share what I've learned. Now, is what I share for everybody? Probably not. And I'm okay with that. So most of you today will come out with something. Some of you may not, and that's okay. If you don't, I'm cool with that because maybe I'm just not your cup of tea. And we're actually going to be talking about that today, about finding your, your perfect cup of tea. All right. So two weeks ago when I was here, I talked about the author to authority concept. Now, do not worry. You do not have to be an author to use a lot of the things in this concept. What happens is, is that when you build towards authority, there's lots of ways you can do it, but a book helps you to do it faster. So that's why it's called Author to Authority. But if you're not an author, you don't plan on becoming an author, you will still get tremendous value out of today's session. 
So, quick review. The author to authority concept is broken into three components. The positioning ladder, the six keys of authority, and your marketing model. So the positioning ladder, almost everybody, almost every entrepreneur starts out invisible unless you have famous parents. Some people can quickly move to expert stage because they have that natural charisma, that natural skills, those natural abilities, you know, the people that can sell snow to an Eskimo. But that's not most of us. That's, you know, that's about 3%. So most people start off as an entrepreneur invisible. They, they aren't seen. Nobody knows who they are and what they do. Now, when you move to the expert stage, that's when life starts to get better because yeah, you're known, at least in a geographical area, you're known or you're known on a specific social media. You're starting to get attention. People know your name. Uh, you know, when you talk to people, you can you know, immediately let them sense that you are an expert in a specific area. And so getting clientele is easier and your processes have become more refined. When you're invisible, most times you don't know how to get clients. When you become an authority, that's when life starts to get pretty sweet. You've built an established clientele. You've got a ton of social proof. You're getting out there in media. So people are coming to ask you to speak and teach and train. You're getting featured in different places. You know, you're doing a lot more of, of speaking to groups as opposed to building your business one-on-one. -on -one. You also have an extensive network and referral base. So now it's not your, just your efforts trying to build the business. You've got other people helping you as well. And influencer, we won't really talk about except to say, you know, that's people like Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey. You know, they've been doing it for a long time. They've got a massive worldwide audience. And, you know, they're, they're famous everywhere. Now, here's the good news, though. Well, it may take you a long time to hit influencer. You can hit authority in about two to three and a half years if you put a lot of consistent effort in. And I'm telling you that honestly because I hate it when people say, oh, yeah, you can jump from invisible to authority and, you know, like you can do it in six weeks. I'm sorry, that's not the truth. Now, you can jump from invisible to expert within a few months, okay? You, you, if you've got consistent action and you're doing things and you're out there and you're getting noticed and you're doing key things, you can jump from invisible to expert in a few months. To become authority though, that takes time because there's so many, there's er six areas that you're building in and they all have to kind of come together at the same time so that you get that explosion of growth. Now, it doesn't mean that you aren't getting sales and you aren't making money throughout the process, but when you hit that authority stage, that's when it becomes really exciting and it just kind of explodes all over the place and it almost becomes more than you can handle. And that's another thing about the authority stage is you, you need to bring in help because you can no longer um, do everything by yourself. So then there's six key areas to build authority in. There's marketing, your in-person, your communication, your network, your social media, and your media. And I won't go through them all, there is a recording of last session where I go into them in more detail. If you want access to the last recording where I go in depth into this whole concept, you can email me and I will uh, gladly send you the link to the video. Then as part of your marketing model, you want to go from your business where you build it one-to-one. -one. So that's, you know, where you go out, you meet people, you talk to one person at a time, you know, you generate a lead, then you convert them into a client or customer to a model where you're doing something once 
and seeing a lot of results because it's going out to a lot of people. Maybe not all at the same time, but you know, you record one video or you get on a television show or you're on a radio show or a podcast. So you're going out to more than one person at a time, which then, you know, you get bigger results. Now, if you're newer to entrepreneurship, I recommend start building your business one-to-one. The reason is, is that there's skills that you need to learn during that one-to-one process that if you try to jump to one-to-many, your results will be pitiful because you haven't learned the basic skills. So that one-to-one time is important. It can be frustrating building your business one person at a time. But if you do that, you learn those skills. And then when it goes to one-to-many, you're ready and you rock it, and you can handle the pressure, and you've already known how to grow a business. See, if you go from nothing, you know, if you've never built a, a business before, and you go from nothing to everything, what happens is, is you don't know what to do, you can't provide results, you burn out, and people don't want to work with you because you can't give what you promise. So by building your business a little slower at first in that one-to-one model, when that time of explosion comes, you're ready to handle it. And you've got systems and things in place so that you can skyrocket and soar, not crash and burn. And I hope you guys don't, don't mind me being perfectly honest with you because I, I, I hate it when people give me the lines because they're trying to sell you something. I want to tell you the truth. So let's get into today's topic. What is marketing? Simply put, it's how people perceive you in a business sense. Now, personally, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm an aunt, you know, I love going to church, I love music, I play several musical instruments. Not so much the last few years, because working on so many books tires my eyes, but I am an avid reader. I knit and I crochet. You know, like, personally, I'm all these things. And if you were talking to me outside of a business setting and you asked me who I was, that's how I would introduce myself, you know, to get to know me. But when it comes to me and my business, when I'm introduced, I'm the extraordinary word ninja. So marketing is key to your business. Now, I'm not talking about marketing in the sense of, logos and you know your full branding and your colors and your website and all that all of those things come down the road in your marketing plan to be honest i put together very basic website it's kind of ugly i've put together a few basic websites i've come to realize website design is not my forte i am graphically challenged my father was completely colorblind so my sense of color is probably not very good because my dad taught me how to put colors together and I didn't realize he was colorblind until I was 10 years old. And so those are things I'm not good at. So, you know, I did put up a website, you know, in the first year that I started RTI Publishing, but my focus was never on the website. The website was there just because it had something for someone to look at. So you do not need those things to be able to put together a marketing plan and be able to build a business. Now, if you go to my author to authority site, that was done in the last month, okay? I've been ghostwriting for five years. I just celebrated the fourth anniversary of my business. And only four years in did I finally get a professionally done website. 
I've been able to sell hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of products and services without having a great website. So this is why, you know, I want to make sure you understand what marketing is. Because all of those other things can come later. But you have to present your business persona, especially, you know, if you're in any type of sales, if you're, you know, any type of coaching, any type of service business, you have to create that business persona. And it becomes part of how people see you as that authority in the niche. And you can't leave it up to the world to decide how they're going to see you. You have to guide it. So like I said there, if you want to be seen as an expert or authority, you need to control how you are presented to the world. So your core marketing message, this is the first building blocks in terms of your marketing, branding, and sales. Your business will grow faster once you have this in place. You will put in less effort and see more results. And it comes down to three questions. Who do you serve? How do you serve them? And who are you in relation to those first two? So your business persona. Now, this takes time to develop fully, and it will grow as you test and use it. So it doesn't have to be perfect at first, but you do have to have some sense. And then as your business grows, as you work with more people, you really kind of get a sense of who it is that you want to work with and how do you serve them best. But you have to start somewhere. The narrower the niche of people that you want to work with, the better the results you can achieve. So think of it this way. As an entrepreneur, a coach, a professional, you wear many hats, including the hats that you wear at home. And your time to prospect and sell can sometimes be limited. So, you know, as you're trying to do all these other things in your business, So the narrower your niche, the fewer people you have to talk to to convert into a client or customer. So that makes your sales and your prospecting time effective. So if you could go from having to talk to 20 or 30 people to find a client to talking to 10 or less, your results are going to double or triple. I love what Jim Rohn talked about in one of his network uh, marketing training. And he said, if you had a 300 batting average, you would be a millionaire. Now, I didn't know much about baseball, so I didn't know what a batting average was. And he obviously realized his audience didn't because he went on to explain that a, a 300 batting average means you strike out seven out of 10 times, but you hit the ball three out of 10 and you can become a millionaire. That day changed my life. And I realized if I could find 10 of the right people to talk to, I could convert three and I can become a millionaire. So when you narrow it down and it's so tempting to keep it broad, it's like, well, what about these people? And what about these people? You know, but you can expand out your clientele once you've gotten good results in a smaller group. Because then you can stand out knowing still who it is you want to work with, but you can expand the circle a little bit more. So if you have a narrow group of people, that's good. Even a narrow group of people, you are still always going to have people to talk to because there's a thing called social media. You can talk to people around the world now. You're not limited by geography anymore. So even a narrow niche has thousands and thousands of people to talk to. So some things to consider. 
when you look at that worksheet, gender. And you may think that gender is not important, but it is. How you work with each gender tends to be different. And I'm not trying to generalize, but the truth is men and women are different from each other. And you may relate more to one gender than the other. So why fight it? It doesn't mean that, you know, you turn down somebody from the other gender and you don't work with them. But it means when you're looking at who do you want to target to work at in your business, go with your strengths first and then expand out later. So pick men or women or, you know, there's that transgender, which I really don't know how to explain. I wish I could. I don't. So I'm not going there. But pick a gender. Pick a general age range. Again, when you're dealing with people in their, you know, 20s and early 30s, it's different than dealing with people in their 40s and their 50s. Two totally different generations. They see the world considerably different. You know, I watch how my kids see the world and their perception of the world is wildly different than my perception of the world. And things that I grew up with are so unfamiliar to them. So pick an age range, pick a general occupation, pick a marital status. Do they have children? Here's an important one, the characteristics of the people that you want to work with. Because don't, we don't think about that. We don't think about the fact that we want to work with people who are nice and kind and loving and giving and uh, energetic or maybe calmer, right? Think about those characteristics of the person. And usually, if you want a hint, usually the, the characteristics of the people that you work with are the characteristics that are you. That's just a little hint. And then finally, the problems they face that you can solve. Because you can have a group of people that meet all these things, but if they don't have the problem that you can help them with, then they're not your ideal client that you want to work with. So anyway, that's, that's a general overview on who do you serve. How do you serve them? Don't try to be everything to everyone because you burn out. Just because, like let's say you're a coach, you might be a specific type of coach. You might only deal with specific situations. You may only do online training, right? So how you serve them is just as important as who you serve. So for example, in RTI Publishing, we only do specific types of nonfiction books. I don't do memoirs. I don't do biographies. I tend to do more books like you would see from Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Jim Rohn, you know, um, self-development, but more than self-development because a lot of my books are teaching and training books as well, okay? But there's, I definitely don't do fiction. Don't ask me to do poetry, though I can help you format those kinds of books, but that's not what I do. So narrowing down how you serve them allows you to bring in more people because you're not trying to do things you weren't equipped to do. I very quickly realized that one of the first places I needed to bring help in was editing. Out of all the parts of writing a book, editing is my weakest link. It's not that I'm bad at it, but I'm definitely not great at it. Okay? I'm perfectly average when it comes to editing. And perfectly average doesn't cut it when you're writing books. 
So that's one of the reasons why I started bringing on staff because, you know, when my clients were fixing my editing, well, that was kind of a signal that things needed to change. But why? I wanted to be everything to everyone. People said I need an editor. Oh, I can be an editor. No, I can't be an editor. It's not my strength. So, you know, figure that out. How do you want to serve them? And not only how can you serve them, but how do you want to serve them? That's important too, because I realized that even though I could do okay job at editing, I really didn't like it. It would take me forever to edit things, and I did not enjoy the process. Now, my best friend, on the other hand, who actually works with me in RTI Publishing, next Friday we'll be celebrating 35 years of friendship together. She's my word nerd and grammar guru, and she loves editing. So guess who was the first person I brought onto my team? My best friend, English major, who loves editing. Now she's, she does a little bit of editing still, but she's actually the, the book project manager, and she's the keeper of the calendar, and she keeps everything flowing. But I had to learn what it was I didn't want to do as well. And once I did that, it freed me. Because I could either say no to projects, or as I realized, I needed to grow the team and bring on people who were experts in that area and loved doing it. And then finally, who are you in relationship to those first two questions? So once you determine who you serve and how you serve them, and you can decide how you want to represent yourself, it has to be something authentic that you can own and be proud to tell others. It also has to be something that you can prove. There's a reason why I can say I'm the extraordinary word ninja. In five years, I've written over 150 books. I can, I can produce words at a pretty good rate, right? So I can prove it. I can show you there's books on this shelf here that I have written. And so, you know, most people have never written one book. I've written over 150. I can say I'm a word ninja and I can say it confidently. So think of this. Who do you see yourself as? Make it something that's completely you. Now, when we get to the Q&A, if there's time, you know, if people want to talk about some of, you know, one of these three questions and Let's see if we can brainstorm and help each other. You know, I will gladly stay on for a while and give you any help and support that I can. Because this is important. But like I said earlier, and I'm saying it again because I want to stress it, you will not have it down pat when you first do this. If you've never done anything like this for your business, you will do it and it will change over time. Over the first about two years after I formed RTI Publishing, uh, my core messaging changed a few times, not drastically, but there were key changes that were made. And then about a year or so, that kind of stood. And then I hit about, about year three, three-ish, just over year three. And all of a sudden, I had this massive amount of clarity about who I am, who do I serve, and how do I serve them. And that's kind of where, we, where the author to authority concept came from. And I've been working on that ever since. So I was building a business. I was making money. I was building a clientele and network. I was doing all these things, even though my messaging wasn't 100% clear. So you don't have to be 100% clear to move forward. Do not get into analysis paralysis. 
you know, where you analyze it and you're trying to make it perfect. It will never be perfect. It grows as you grow. So work with what you have. So Melanie, do we have any questions, comments, anything there? We do. So can, can you speak to the fact that if you were to narrow your niche and your focus, uh, what that says for the rates in which you can charge? When you become an expert and authority, and you do that by narrowing your niche and becoming really good at what you do and who you do it for, you can start raising your rates. So I won't tell you what my exact rates are, but I can tell you that from the first book I ghost wrote to now, I charge 10 times more than what I did then. And every year or so, I have a significant price hike in my services as the business, my reputation, and everything else grows. And I will continue to do that because I now have the proof to be able to charge those higher rates. Now, sometimes in the beginning, okay, I took jobs for a lot less than I should have because I had to prove myself. I had to prove that I could do what I said I wanted to do. Did I enjoy it? No, I paid my dues. And if you don't like that, well, unfortunately, as an entrepreneur, see, people think that entrepreneur is this, you know, this straight line and you just shoot upwards. No, it's a ball of spaghetti and it goes around and it goes up and it goes down and it goes backwards and it goes forwards. And some days you don't even know if you're up or down or backwards or forwards as an entrepreneur. So there are times in your business when you have to pay your dues and there's really no way around it. And I wish it wasn't so because life would be so much easier if I didn't have to pay dues. But you do. It's just part of your business growth. It's part of becoming an expert and then moving to that next level of authority is doing what it takes to get to where it is that you want to go. And then the other comment that we have raises a really good point that once you've really narrowed down your niche, it makes it so much easier for people to refer people to you. Yes. You know, there's no questions about what you do. You know, they know exactly. They're very concise on what well, you'd make a good fit with so-and-so. Exactly. Very true. You know, I get a lot of referrals and most referrals I convert because my clients know what I do. And then they find people who need those services and refer them to me. So, yes. And, you know, in, in some of the uh, later sessions, uh, especially the network session, which I'm going to be talking more about that and how do you build that tribe of clients, referral partners, and mentors. So how do you use your core marketing messages in your six key areas to build authority? So in person, having your core messaging helps you to introduce yourself in an effective way and prospect the right people. Uh, in your network, it helps you quickly determine if someone will be a good fit for your network. Uh, in your communication skills, it keeps your messaging consistent. In social media, it creates a clear, strong messaging across all platforms, and it creates social proof that you are the authority. And in media, it makes you attractive to media because you can present a clear message. I hope you enjoyed the training on your core marketing message. What I want you to take from it is really think through those three questions. Who do you want to serve? How do you want to serve them? And who are you in relationship to those first two? 
And as you answer those questions, you are going to watch your business grow and explode. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. And I have a special free gift for you. If you go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book, you can get a free excerpt from my newest book coming out January 2021, Author to Authority. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.